everyone. It's Jennifer Williams, and this is my podcast, Lux Life. I am so excited to have you here. We have a global audience that is growing every single day, and thank you so much. Our followers, our viewers, social media is on fire. Absolutely love it. And thank you for continuing to support Lux Life by Jennifer Williams. We're going to dive right in because if you follow my social media, if you watch the YouTube channels, or if you um, subscribe to our podcast, you understand advocacy and how important it is to me. I align myself and give my extra time, which I don't have very much, but what I do have, I do volunteer so much. And I give back to my communities that I serve and the, and the projects that I am passionate about. So let's dive into today's episode because I've literally had this on my my mind since 3 a.m. <laughs> so let's get this out there right now. I have a couple of clients and, and I'm going to share some current experiences and past experiences. And as always, we're not going to share the names because of privacy, but I do want to share their story. Because what has what happens at times in real estate or through transactions or in life is discouraging. And it discourages people and those around them from moving forward to doing other things. And that's not right. That's just absolutely not right. So one of my um stories has to be happens to be one of my own from a past client. How you know they have come to me and said that. They had never thought they could ever own a home. It just wasn't, this is a young couple. This is a young family starting out. And we showed them some of the ways that it was possible for them to own a home. And actually their mortgage payment was going to be cheaper than they were paying for rent. That That's a no brainer. And we're building generational wealth. So as a real estate agent, I show properties, you know, let them in. Hey, let's take a look at these properties. Here's a list of properties. You pick some, we'll pick some, we'll go see. Now, this family that this particular story is about has a special needs child. The most, all, all, I love all children. Bring them with on the showings. I don't care. Family members, who's going to help you make that decision? In my mind, everyone's welcome because it is, not only you're buying a home, but it's affecting your children's lives as well. So why not bring them? So this family happened to have certain, it was an emergency situation, very urgent, had to find them a home right away. And you know, we go to see some of these different homes. And normally you think of, we want these different things. Um, we want either a ranch where everything's all on one level big backyard, fenced in backyard, but with a special needs child or certain situations, not just this child, you have different criteria that you want to see how you're living in this home. So if we go to two of the different homes and are looking at the different things, um, benefits and, and negatives of some of the homes, find a home. And you could tell when we walked in, and and I remember she kept saying the the wife kept saying, "There's something about this address," and I'm like, "I agree. There's something about this home that that's popping up." So we go see the home. Last minute showing had already shown four properties to them that day, and I was able to get in. I was able to get my clients in to see this home, and so we open the door. 
And everybody just felt so like this was their home, right? And actually it, it ended up to be their home. But the other thing that happened that was so magical was their daughter. And as we're there, you could see this child settling in. This was her home. She picked this home out of all the ones we had seen, even we as adults, but she picked this home. And for me, I'm going to do whatever I can to make that possible. And we did. And that's probably some of the most rewarding things about my job is to see the magic happen, to see it unfold. You can tell. Now, although this is a is a great story so far, let's talk about the other side of this. Now, how it's throughout some of the process, and not everybody was like this, but throughout some of the process, you know, I started, I dove in even farther than being simply the real estate agent because what was starting to happen was not right. And Things were being asked for. That's fine. Repetitive. I know I personally had submitted documentation four times. Same pieces of documentation. Four times. A little frustrating for me. And this is my job. Now, these buyers, you know, when you, when we were, some of the of us were, um, that were in this transaction, other people were throwing numbers at them and throwing terminology. And we forgot that... These are first-time home buyers, and they don't understand. They don't do this every day. This is not their job. This is our job. Our job is to communicate and educate our clients. It's not to talk down to them. It's not to make them feel less than. You know, one of the communications after I really jumped in on this and and said, whoa, hold on, hold on. I got to get even further involved because this isn't right. You know, this person had their bank statement, had the person that was reviewing their file for the for the loan, has has the bank statement in front of them. And in an email that I'm copied on now, says to my clients, is this all that you have? Let that sink in a second. How would you feel? as a client, as anyone, to have someone say to you, is this all that you have? You know, there was some missteps and some some misinformation. There were th things that, that should have um, been handled differently, in my professional opinion. And I am going to be following this, following up on this one, um, because there were other things throughout this transaction. What the person that asked that question doesn't understand is that this family never thought this could ever be possible. And what this all is, all that you have was good enough for them before when they originally applied for the loan is now not. You know, there's a different way to deliver that. And when you are sitting there, looking at the same piece of information that I'm looking at, you don't position it that way and say, is this all that you have? Clearly on the top of the, the bank statement, it says what the dates are through. 
do you think all of a sudden they're lying? That's not right. And it's not acceptable. And it shouldn't be tolerated. You know, and then to continually ask for different documentation and things time and time again, do you think it's going to, it's going to change? This is, this is the documentation. This is what it is. It's in, you know, it's right in front of you in writing. What, communicating and asking the client would better would have been a much better thing rather than asking them understand which on the other side of this on the lending side of this deal did not take the time to know and understand that my clients are operating off of their cell phone to look at a lot of these documents they don't have a laptop or a computer they're first time home buyers and yes some do some don't it doesn't matter each Situation is an individual situation, and we should not assume. So when they are taking the time to do these things, number one, they aren't fully understanding because they're not being explained. They were not. Now they are. I trust me. <laughs> but they were not being explained exactly what it was they need needed to submit, what it was that they needed to do. So thank goodness on the listing side, we were able to work together with a listing agent and, you know, it was, everything all came out positively, but it took to get involved because people speak differently to me than they were my clients. And they're my clients and quite honestly, they're your clients too, if they're working with you for the loan. So I guess my bottom line is, is that number one, we can do better as an industry. Number two, don't let, if you don't understand something, ask the question. And if they're not willing to answer that question, or if they're not willing to communicate to you in a respectful manner, move on because there's other lenders. So, and I, you know, like I said, this is something that I'm, this is not secondhand conversation. This happened to my clients and I'm not happy at all. Clearly, I've been thinking about this since three, since three o'clock in the morning, and now I'm making this podcast. On another note, there's another client that, you know, again, first time home buyer. Understand that majority of my business is referral based. So when you are calling me, yes, I do get phone calls that that come off my social media, that come off of different things, but the majority of my clientele are referral based. So when you're coming to me, you've been referred to me by a friend, by a family member, by somebody with that was so happy with their experience with me and my team that they've referred you to me. And that's huge. Money can't buy money cannot buy that kind of referral, the five-star reviews, the constant you have to call Jen. And there's a reason why you have to call Jen. And again, this year we're saying we're unlocking dreams and opening doors because we are. We are showing people the way to homeownership and the path to homeownership that others aren't. So, because again, we don't work with just first-time home buyers. We don't work with just luxury buyers. You know, we're we're here to to help everyone. And if we cannot, and if it's not in my niche, not in my skill set or, or um, where I'm at, I have clients, I have, I have agents all over. I have lenders that I can refer to, uh, for instance, commercial. I am not a commercial guru. 
That is not my wheelhouse. I will be the first to say it. I know a bit about it, but I have, um, especially here in Chicago, Bruce Heller, Cobalt Banker, uh, Lincoln Park, one of the best, in my opinion, for commercial. There are other commercial agents out there. Yes, there are. But who I align with, who I align my commercial business with is Bruce. And the reason for that is not just because he's a Cobalt Banker, but because he's passionate about what he does as well. And we work really well together. Again, you know, I don't have that forte. I don't know it, but I have someone that does. And so the second client, another first time home buyer, asking questions. Perfect. Great. Ask all the questions. I mean, we have spent hours between myself and my, my lender team. You know, we have spent hours on the phone with this client. That's our job. You know, we don't get, we're not able to bill for those hours that we spent on the, on the phone. We don't get billed for the reviews that we've done, um, documentation, guidance, that kind of thing. That's, it's not about that. If it was, you know, we'd be out of business a long time ago. That's the thing that I think a lot of times we miss is like, for instance, this client asks a ton of questions. I always say, ask the question. You have a question, you need something explained. We will walk through it point by point. Do not have a problem with it. That is a part of my job because it is a part of my job. So this client had looked at a couple of different lenders, looked at a couple of my lenders and ended up uh, settling on this last lender, which has been my go-to for years. Um, The team has been just amazing. Ben Cohen, guaranteed rate. I can't... I can't rave enough. Um, he took the, so much time. And the first phone call was an hour-long phone call. You know, the second phone call was an hour-long phone call. How many lenders do you know are going to stay on the phone that long? Not too many. And we got on three-way phone call, made sure that our client understands and is comfortable with what the, the decision that they're making. There's a reason why Ben is number one in the uh, state of Illinois and number two in the nation. So this client, you know, had talked to a couple before deciding to go with Ben, had talked to a couple of different lenders before. And the paperwork looked great. And I said, you know what? I said, send me, let's get all your information together and I'm going to put it on a spreadsheet. So then that way we can compare it together. And then, you know, we can, I'm not a lender. I've bought and sold my own homes enough times though. And information is information. Interest rate can go in this, you know, you can build a spreadsheet to make this work, right? To really kind of analyze things. But not with the one, or the one uh, the one lender that was trying to gain her business. It was a referral. I'm familiar with the lender. Never have interacted with them before, but I, I am familiar with them. No big deal. I'll work with anybody. Bring a lender. I work with I work with Chase. I work with Guaranteed Rate. I work with Guaranteed Rate Affinity. I work with Wintron. You name it, I work with them, right? So that's the thing, though, is with this particular deal, it looked great. And the way that this lender had written out their paperwork, they had written it out in like a loan application form, right? They they were just filling out the loan application form and were sending it to my client and said, here, you know, oh my gosh, let me circle this number here and let me circle this number here and you're going to be, I'm saving you so much money. Do you know that after we started diving in to that application and I'm like 
this is out of my wheelhouse. I need to call in an expert. And they'll understand, doesn't matter to me, didn't matter to, you know, who I called. We didn't care. I need a clarification because I'm I'm not a lender. I don't do, I'm do, do lending. Not my thing. So I needed to make sure that my client was, was informed enough. Interestingly enough, the reason that the interest rate was lower and the payment was lower because at the end of the day, that's what was circled, right? On this application, let's draw your attention to this because we don't want you to see what we're doing over here. It's there, it's on the page. But if you don't speak lender lingo, you don't know what it was. So line G, they have her paying discount points. So what they were essentially doing is buying down the interest rate and making it look like she's getting this great interest rate. Oh my gosh, you're getting this great, amazing interest rate and look, your payment's gonna be. Ah, here's the side, the truth to that. If that was what you wanted to do, totally fine. That's up to you. That's not in your best interest and that wasn't in her best interest in this case. You know, again, we don't give financial or legal this is all my experiences, how we handled. We do not give advice. This is simply us sharing our stories with my audience. So let's make sure we understand that. What happens is, and she didn't realize it. She didn't agree to this and she didn't take that and she's not going with that lender anyway. On line G, this lender is having her pay discount points. The amount of discount points in one scenario and the amount of additional fees in one of, there were three scenarios. One of the scenarios, she was paying $3,000. The other, she was paying additional $6,000. And the way that we factored everything and calculated it, it was going to take her about five years to break even on being overcharged. What does this mean? Okay. So because not everybody buys home, right? So you most of us have a car. We've traded in the car at some point in time and you purchase a car and you go to trade it in because you know when you pay for it on the lot, as soon as you drive it off the lot, heck, not even before then, as soon as you sign the deal, it depreciates, is what it is. Drive it home, drive it for a while, say you want to trade it in, find a new car, you want to trade it in. If you have a loan on the car and it's called which when you're upside down, in a vehicle, right? It means you owe more on the vehicle than the vehicle is actually worth. I know I went from real estate to cars, trying to tie it in so so majority of, of my audience can understand this. When you're upside down in a vehicle and you go to purchase a new vehicle, you have the option of either writing a check for what you're upside down. Say you're upside down $2,000. So that means you owe $2,000 more on the vehicle than what it's worth. Well, what happens? Either A, again, you have, you have two choices. A, you can come up with the two grand and then you can start out fresh in your new car when you go for your loan for your new car. If, if you're going for a loan or if you're paying cash, it really doesn't matter. Then if you decide to roll over your inequity of the car you're trading in into the new loan, that's where you're rolling it into the new loan, right? So you're taking that $2,000 and you're putting it on top of the money that you're borrowing on that, that car that you're purchasing. 
So it's now it's not only going to take you're paying off one bad decision. Now you're paying off two bad decisions. And it's going to take you so much longer to get to that break even point. So when you trade in that vehicle or sell it or whatever it is, you don't have to come up with a ton of money out of your pocket because you overpaid or you overfinanced or you're just made a bad financial decision. So that's what was happening here. Five years on that money. It was going to kind of cost her an extra $3,300 over in, in one, one foul swoop. 3300 bucks is what it was going to cost her to save $34 a month, possibly. Come on now. I mean, seriously, when you break the numbers down, you know, at first it looks like a great idea. And yeah, this is, this is so good. But not once you start really diving in and pulling back the layers of the onion and really looking at it and analyzing it. And having professionals that, hey, if there's a better package out there, we'll we'll sell, we'll tell you. At times, sometimes, yes, we are a little brutally honest, <laughs> but we will tell you. We are not going to sit here. We're not going to sugarcoat it. We're not going to, you know, try and smoke and mirror. This is what it is. Facts are facts. Numbers are there. There's there's nothing you can do about it. So, needless to say, that person's out. And they're moving forward with with a great team of a great team. And, you know, we're going to make first a very, very happy first time home buyer very shortly. So but this doesn't just happen with first time home buyers. That's the misconception. So when we're dealing with the luxury market, we have the same thing. A lot of times we have in the luxury market, we are concerned, considered the gatekeepers. Now, actually, we're the gatekeepers for everybody. It doesn't matter. Just different, more zeros behind your your net worth, really. Um, so as the gatekeepers, we will have people, and I've had, I've personally experienced this myself too. You know, they'll pull up and they'll see the size of your home. They'll see the size of the home that you're listing. And suddenly, the price is different. Now the price has gone up. Just because you live in a bigger house, you drive a better car, you speak better, different language, different clothes. I personally know people that they'll wear, you know, every day. I've seen them bib overhauls, which there's nothing wrong with a bib overhaul. Don't get me wrong. These people are multi, multi millionaires. And when they go to buy a car, when they go to shop for something that's a serious something, they don't dress head to toe because you know what? They want that authentic salesperson. They want that salesperson that isn't going to look at them for what they're wearing. They're not going to treat them differently because of who they think they are, what they can do. You know, I've heard of stories too, where people, um, friends actually, so it's very, it's not really story story. It's, it's friends that, you know, they'll, I've, I've personally had it happen. You know, we're going to go purchase something and, oh, you can't afford it. And so they start kind of shutting off the lights. And it's like, what are you doing? Next time we bump into them, guess what? We've purchased actually more and better. So it's not about what you're wearing. It's not about, it's about treating everybody with respect. 
And it's about looking at the overall transaction, not just the flash in the pan moment. So if you feel, whether it's, you know, upper, again, it's just different zeros behind it. Everybody still has the same problems. We all still have things. It's called life. And when we start to look at people and we start to treat them differently because of who we think they are, we are all individuals and every situation is not the same. Every experience is not the same. Every real estate transaction, I will tell you right now, is not the same. (laughs) But I still love it. And don't be discouraged. If someone's discouraging you or talking down to you or says they can't help you or whatever it is, or are treating you in a different way than other than they should. You know, a lot of times I'll get, especially in the luxury market, people will, well, how did they get their money? God doesn't matter how they got their money. <laughs> if they want to spend it, if they want to sell it, I'm here to help them. I'm not here to critique them or judge them. You know, it's, it's baffling to me. Uh, one of my friends, uh, her husband's a physician. Like we get we get to get a little bit of that too. Trust me, they can pay cash for just about anything. And, you know, when they see them, they they don't realize just who they are. And it's interesting because it's interesting to see the transaction and to see the people on the other side, you know, and how, how they treat my friends and how they treat um, treat others. Needless to say, those people are weeded out really quick. But... So if you have a voice, you have a right, and you have, it's communi- all boils down to also to communication and to having an agent and a team that care that regardless of the dollars that you're spending, it's still your purchase. It's your investment into your future, whether it's your first home, your 20th home, you're adding to a portfolio wherever you are. That is why we came and I started doing this podcast. That's why we do the influencer marketing and we get on here so much, right? It's to try to spread the word and to educate others because not everybody's doing it. Questions, comments, concerns. You want to find us on social media, go to our website, jensellslux.com. We have Lux Life Swag buyluxlife.com. Everything can be found in our social media handles. Again, as is Jen Sells Lux. We'd love to hear from you. Have a question? Want us to cover a topic? Send us a message. Get back to you. If it's something that we can help you with, we're more than happy to. We're more than happy to take a second look and and open some doors and work because we are opening doors and unlocking dreams. Thank you so much for taking the time to spend with me and tuning in and being a part of the Lux Life audience. I'm your host, Jennifer Williams. Until next time.